Welcome to the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Now, here are your hosts, editor Christian Berg and associate editor Mark Demko. All right, welcome back to the Bow Hunting Podcast. We are all bow hunting all the time. And I'm here with my good buddy and co-host, Mr. Mark Demko. How you doing today, buddy? I am great. How are you? We're having a little bit of swing in the weather. One day it's uh, in the 60s. Today it's beautiful. Tomorrow's going to be in the 30s. So a little bit up and down, but it's exciting. Just a little hint of spring coming out of this pretty mild winter here in eastern Pennsylvania. I am doing great. I am loving that weather out there today. A little bit of sunshine to go with it. And I'm actually going to head going to head out of doors here after we wrap this up for a little bit. I think I'm going to get the salt off my wife's vehicle. She'll be real happy when she comes home today. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. So listen, hard to believe, but we still have one piece of content from the Orchery Trade Show back in January that we haven't published yet. And that is going to be the subject of today's show. Yeah, it's you with Mr. Todd Snader from Pure Archery Group, which uh, is the parent company of a number of great brands in our industry, most notably Bowtech and Excalibur. And you guys spent some time talking about their 2023 lineups. Yeah, it was actually really exciting. You know, when when the manufacturers go to the show, they're usually booked solid with meetings. But on the very last day, uh, heading into the afternoon, I was able to carve some time out with him. He came over and talked a little bit about uh, the new 2023 bow lineup for Bowtech, as well as the crossbows for Excalibur. It's a very exciting lineup from top to bottom. And I think the one thing you'll say uh, with Excalibur, they try to make a bow or a cross, excuse me, for Excalibur and for Bowtech. They try to make a bow and or crossbow for every archery hunter. So uh, they have a great lineup this year. And I was glad that Todd was able to step away from his booth for a few minutes. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, you know, obviously they're, you know, they've got several new bows, which you probably discussed. But the one that, uh, you know, I had some personal experience with, I know you had the chance to shoot it at the show, is that Carbon 1. And that is honestly a really nice shooting bow yeah i was really excited to have a chance to shoot you know you and i are both left-handed so you don't always have a chance to shoot all the bows at the ata but they did have that in a left-handed model and uh i had talked to him about wanting to shoot what they thought was their best smoothest shooting bow and he handed me that it was absolutely phenomenal yeah and it's a it's a good looking bow and you know i had done a video and actually if people are interested they can hop on our website or our YouTube channel and, and watch my video review of the Carbon One. But one of the things that I talked about there, and you're seeing it with a lot of the Carbon bows nowadays, is even though it's a Carbon riser, it's not necessarily the lightest bow on the market, you know. And I think that I think that the manufacturers were doing that on purpose because while it's great that Carbon is very lightweight and also does a, a great job of dampening noise and vibration. And um, of course, it's warm to the touch if you're out there shooting or hunting on a really cold day. If you make a bow too light, um, it's pretty hard to hold steady. And I think that the manufacturers have kind of found a sweet spot. And when they build the cams and the limb pockets and other components on some of these carbon bows, uh, they're doing it all in such a way that they're not only, you know, they're not making the bows heavy, 
on purpose per se. You know, you don't want a heavy bow, but they're using those other materials to sort of balance it out and add a little bit of weight here and there so that at the end of the day, you have all the advantages of carbon, but you also have some bows that are really stable on target. They're easy to aim and feel really good, you know, at the shot and the follow through. So I was pretty impressed with that carbon one. Yeah, I mean, it was it's just a really smooth shooting bow. And, and like you said, having, you know, having a bow that's forgiving and also, you know, really has that stabilization to it's really important because, you, you know, it's one thing to shoot on target, but when you're getting out there in the field and you're judging distances and you have so many other factors that come into play, you want to make sure that you're able to take aim and hit that that deer, that elk, whatever, and you're confident it's, that you're going to hit exactly where you aim. Yeah, and uh, then, of course, you guys talked about Excalibur, and uh, that's the crossbow line, of course. And one thing I learned at the ATA this year, which was pretty interesting, this is the 40th anniversary for Excalibur, and they had, they've got uh, multiple new bows as well. The one that I remember the most, because we actually did a little video while we are at the show, was a, one called the Wolverine, which was kind of neat, because I guess the Wolverine was one of the first crossbows models that Excalibur ever produced uh, when the company was first getting started. And so they've done a throwback and brought that name back, and so they got a really kind of modern, high-performance crossbow, but it's got the Mossy Oak Bottomland camo, which gives it kind of a retro feel, and it's got some some uh, wooden, uh, hardwood inlays that give it kind of a old-school, almost like a classic firearms kind of look. So that was neat, and uh, and I know they've got several other new models as well. Yeah, um, you know, they have three new crossbow models this year. The other one that comes to my mind is the uh, Assassin Extreme. It's the next version in their Assassin line, and, and that bow shoots uh, 400 uh, feet per second. Uh, you know, we we delve into all that in the, in the interview, but uh, yeah, like I said, when we started this conversation, it's great how they make uh, bows and crossbows for uh, almost any archer. Yeah, well, you know, I'm glad you had a chance to catch up with Todd at the show. It's always, like you say, it's a crazy three days there, but uh, there, there's an awful lot that can be done and everybody's there if you can find a chance like you guys did. So uh, I guess before we get to it, um, I know there's one thing I got to do. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we roll into your interview with Todd? Yeah, this might be a great opportunity talking about uh, Excalibur Crossbows to talk a little bit about our Crossbow Revolution magazine that we put out every spring. This year, we're expanding to two issues. You can get it on the, the newsstand. We're going to have a summer issue as well. Um, and that covers the world of crossbows. And as you and I have been talking in a couple of the podcasts recently, you know, when you when you look at bow hunters across the country, you're starting to see more and more bow hunters who are all starting to hunt with horizontal bows, uh, you know, especially for, for deer hunting. And so we're trying to expand our coverage, not only of all the crossbows, but the accessories, uh, epic hunts that might take place for guys that are out hunting with crossbows. So we're looking forward to that. So look forward on your newsstands. We're going to have an issue that comes out in the spring and then another one that comes out in the summer. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you mentioned it because I almost forgot that we were going to mention that. And, you know, of course, crossbows, Mark, it's one of those things where if you mention the mere name, especially on a podcast like this, maybe... You know, maybe there are some people who just got really interested and 
there were probably a few people who maybe got a little bit pissed off, you know, and they're like, hey, what are you doing talking about crossbows on, on a bow hunting podcast? Um, but it's interesting because you and I, uh, of course, we, you know, we work in the archery industry and we look at the trends and things. And actually, this is something that we're going to be addressing in the June issue of Peterson's Bow Hunting. Um, I don't think most people realize this, you know, and I don't want to get too deep into the weeds today, but yeah. uh, the, the the data coming out of a lot of the biggest bow hunting states in the nation uh, seems to indicate that the crossbow hunter may actually be the dominant uh, participant in archery seasons in a lot of these states. And what I mean by that, uh, you know, maybe dominant isn't the best choice of word, but uh, the numbers are showing that there may be more people uh, participating in archery seasons now who are hitting a field with a crossbow than not only than a compound, but but then all vertical bows put together. So, um, you know, Mark, you're actually writing that story, and I'm excited to to just see what you come up with. It's not really uh, something where we're taking a side per se, you know, we're, we're, we're not yeah. saying, you know, it's good, bad, or, or ugly. We're just presenting this information because it's, it's a fact of a, a change that's, you know, been occurring for some time within our realm. And it seems like it's not slowing down. And if anything, you know, the crossbow seems to be kind of solidifying its place uh, as the weapon of choice for a lot of people. And again, you know, probably opportunities for us to do quite a bit of follow-up with that after that article comes out. Maybe we can get into some deeper discussions here on the podcast as to, you know, why is that happening? And, and you know, what does it mean for the future of archery seasons and bow hunting and all that? But But the numbers themselves are pretty fascinating. You know, absolutely. When when you look at uh, the history of crossbows uh, in the United States, you don't have a lot of states that have a really lengthy history. Ohio probably uh, legalized crossbows and, you know, the earliest, but other states, you know, they've just started to be worked into the archery seasons and things like that. But in just looking at a little bit of data from states like Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, some other states, you see that um, as more and more people start to use crossbows, starts to make up uh, a larger percentage of, say, for example, the deer harvest every year. You're starting to see more and more deer uh, are taken with crossbows than compounds. Certainly, we don't know what the future is, but it certainly gives a lot of great information and ideas for future discussion. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and you mentioned Pennsylvania, and obviously that's where that's where we're based here at Peterson's Bull Hunting, and, and so we both live here. And that was kind of the that was the nugget of information that kind of got this whole, you know, thought process started is because, you know, you had talked to somebody from the game commission here and found out that in the most recent season that they had the full data, I think it was 68% of all the deer that were taken during the archery seasons were harvested with crossbow. And it was like, wow, just sit back and like roll that around in your brain for a minute almost seven out of every 10 archery deer that were taken that year in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania were, were crossbow. Um, like, I was kind of a shock to me, and I think it's going to be a shock to a lot of people when they when they see that. That's where, that's where our world is going. And again, I'm not I'm not saying it's good, it's bad. I, I'm just saying, you know, this is this is what the numbers are showing. And gosh, if we don't let people know about it, who's going to? 
You know, I mean, this is what we're we're here for, and uh, it's it's interesting to say the least. So, thanks for bringing that up, Mark. Anything else uh, before we transition folks into this interview? Yeah, no, just excited for a chance to sit down with Todd, and uh, hopefully, everybody's going to enjoy this great overview of the uh, new crossbows and the new bows that are coming from Pure Archery this year. We're excited. Well, uh, with that, then. I will simply remind everyone that uh, the Bow Hunting Podcast is presented by Lancaster Archery Supply. For all your bow hunting needs, visit lancasterarchery.com. We've got the gear, we've got the knowledge, we've got the passion. And with that, enjoy Mr. Demko's interview with Todd Snader from Bowtech and Excalibur. So, hey, everybody, welcome to the Bow Hunting Podcast. Super excited. We're on the last day of the Archery Trade Association show here in Indianapolis. Um, right next to me, I have Todd Stater. Nice to see you again. Todd, thanks so much for joining us. I know you're a busy man at this time of the year. Um, Todd is with Excalibur Crossbows and Bowtech Bows. You have an exciting lineup for both. We're going to talk about those in yeah. a few minutes. But Exciting year. Exciting year. I've known you for a number of years. And the, one of the first things I remember when I met you, when we were talking about your crossbow and your bow line is the philosophy that the company has in developing those lines every year and uh you can certainly correct me is something the effect that you want to you want to come out with a bow for almost every bow hunter and almost every crossbow hunter so that's why you have several models in your lineup so talk a little bit more about that as you're designing it's about making a product that matters to matters to consume matters to a bow hunter crossbow hunter to make them more successful we come out with the you know bells and whistles and this little widget and that little widget, and in the end, you know, it may not make a difference to the uh, success of the hunter out there. So that's what we look at: is everything we do as far as every little feature is always to make that product better, more and more, and make the hunter more successful in the end. From easier tuning cam systems or more maneuverable, more compact crossbows or a little bit more speed. Um, things of that nature, a little more balance. You know, it's always to make the make the bow hunter, bow hunter better and then more successful. You know, again, you know, the colors are great, or just a little weight here and there, um, or cutouts on a riser are great. They make things look great, but in the end, you still, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make you kill a deer any easier. You know? so, yeah. And absolutely, that's the truth of the whole matter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have a great lineup of right. this year. Uh, starting with, uh, I believe you brought one of them with you. I did, I the did. Carbon One, your carbon new Carbon one, Flagship brand bow. new Carbon One. Before you jump into that, I'm going to say I shot that the other day. And uh, one thing that's very important to me is the draw cycle and how smooth it is right. to shoot. That's a, a very smooth shooting bow. Uh, felt great in your hand, but I'm going to let you talk about that. You bet, you bet. One thing that uh, consumers have asked for, every time we come out with a product, a new uh, new flagship bow every year. The number one comment we get, the number one question is, when you're going to come out with a carbon deadlock cam system bow? And that's what we did this year. Several years in the development, we wanted something that, one, the consumers loved. Uh, a, a unique looking bow, so that's why we kind of got us a pan in front of Mark here. Um, a nice looking bow, something that's very unique in the market. There's a lot of competitors in this space, uh, but we wanted something that really stood out. Um, again, it was... Uh, you know, we wanted to uh, feature just really feature-driven, benefit-driven product, deadlock camp system. You know, it's it, easy for the dealer to tune. It's easy for the consumer to tune. 
no no bow press out there. We've done a lot of cool educational videos for the consumers on how to tune the dead cam system. Something goes, uh, you're in the field and the weather changes on you, hot, cold, different locations. You don't necessarily have access to your local dealer. Uh -huh. So you're able to make a little adjustment in camp, make a little retune. A lot of people carry a little bit of paper with them, you know, make a makeshift paper tune. And you're back in business. You're not down a couple of days. You have to travel to your local, your local dealer. Um, as you mentioned, super vibration free and easy on the draw. And that's a combination you, you always want to have. Um, speed is great, but it's got to be it's got to be easy to shoot. Nice, smooth draw, nice, comfortable draw, very well balanced, and that was our ultimate goal to just make that that combination of uh, you know it's no slouch. It's a three hundred thirty five feet per second boat, coupled with that smooth draw and just the lack of vibration on the shot, just dead in the hands. Um, and we do a lot with the a lot with the integrated orbit dampeners. They're in line with the path of the string, so all that energy. Um, is absorbed into those orbit dampeners, and it's just dead in your hand. Yeah, now let's talk about some of the dimensions on this, sure, though, and sure. sort of, you know, the, the specs. Yes, 30-inch axle-to-axle, so nice, compact, but due, the, due uh, to the cam size, a little larger, so it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, uh, it mimics more of a longer axle-to-axle. -axle. It gives you, you know, another two-inch of axle-to-axle -axle or string angle, so you get the benefit of a little more axle-to-axle -axle length, a little more stability, but now you have a little more compact in the tree stand, in the ground blind, even a spot stock hunter run and gun. Um, six or six five eighths on the brace site, so it gives you a good combination of forgiveness as well as speed. Great thing about it is, as well, is it fits a, a, a large range of uh, draw lengths, so 25 and a half to 30 and a half. So if you're on the shorter end, it'll fit you. If you're on a little bit longer end, it'll fit you. So a greater uh, greater range of archers can. Uh, and to shoot that. And again, I, I mentioned the speed, 335 feet per second. So a lot of downrange, hard-giving power, uh, power um, with all the comfort that this boat. And in carbon, carbon itself is uh, a great feature because cold weather conditions, um, you know, we make a lot of aluminum bows, but those aluminum bows can get cold, especially those that hunt, you know, sub-zero temperatures. Well, car carbon in, is inherently a lot warmer than the touch, uh, a lot more comfortable. Now, as we're talking about these bows, I should ask you, um, we're at the very beginning of the year here in January. Mm -hmm. um, when will these bows be available? Can you find them at your retailers? You can. You right now, we're shipping to, we're shipping to the dealers. Um, we've shipped some, some test bows, kind of some preview bows out there in the shop. So you can get into your local dealer, ask them to set, up, set it up for you, try it out. There's some on the shelf. The dealers ordered them out of the gate. Um, very uh, four different colors, so they're they're stocking. I see a lot of uh, range of orders through the four different colors out there: olive drab, flat dark earth black, and then the smoke gray. So uh, a lot, lot of good options. Again, get in your local dealer. They're they're in there. You can try it out. They don't have the color you want. They can order it. And we're we're turning orders pretty quick. So. Awesome, thanks. Well, that's certainly yeah. not the only bow. You have, you have a, no, a number of other no. ones. If you want to talk about those, I know you have the SS34. SS34 and, and Bowtech, we're about a Bowtech for all. We want to have a pretty broad range of products to fit the individual archer. So you may not want a carbon bow, but you may want a little longer axle to axle, a little more stability, and still super smooth draw. So that's why we came out with the SS34. Last year, our big flagship was SR350 for speed. Now we came out with that just super smooth draw that somebody may not necessarily want all that speed. Now it's a 331 boat, so it's it's still fast. Oh, yeah. But if you're wearing heavy hunting clothes, you're in the stand, you want to be able to just grab that boat, nice fluid draw. Um, in, in, uh, and now the SR350s, you know, it's got a smooth draw, but 
SS34 is designed for that uh, that person. Just what's ultimate and smooth. Still has the speed, so you're not sacrificing a ton of speed. Um, now on the side of the little more compact side, we have the CP30, which was an extension of our CP28 line last year, which that bow is our most compact bow since back in the old days of Tech 29 and the Mighty Mike back in the original days of Bowtech. So we, uh, a lot of people asked, they love the CP28, but they wanted a little longer, uh, longer axle to axle as well in that same uh, compact rise or really wide platform, super, super stable platform. So we came out with the CP30. It's a good, great bow for the, the Western hunter that wants that little, little longer uh, axle to axle, more of a run and gun type, get in the brush, uh, but still be ultra maneuverable. Yeah, and uh, what's the weight on that one? Is it designed sort of for, you know, um, off the top of my head, I think it's right in that, it's in the sub four, I think right at that three, nine area. So Yeah, and that, yeah. that's important too when you're looking at right. building your bow setup and things like yeah. that. So uh, now, uh, anything else you want to talk about as far as the bows? I think you have a couple other that come out. So, um, yep. uh, that's, that was it for the 2023 line. Um, so we have, again, we have a really comprehensive line from the super adjustable, the Amplify ultra versatile but also on the target side i should add uh, yeah. for you target archers that are uh, out there um the reckoning gen 2 so we've had the reckoning for a, a few years one of the most popular target bows out there so we came out with the reckoning gen 2 this year for the target archer um, deadlock technology again and it's that's one big valuable piece for target archers to be able to, to fine-tune their bows um, because you, when you're, you know, that little x-ray makes a difference, you know, in, inside out versus touching the line. We added a new feature that's called time lock. So similar to deadlock, you're able to, with deadlock, you're able to fine tune your string path left and right behind the arrow. With time lock, you're, you're able to fine tune your cam position without a bow press. So weather changes, hot, cold, and that happens between tournaments. Um, you're able to adjust that cable. Um, and change your cam position. And it actually mimics full range, three and a half turns on your cable. Um, and again, without a bow press. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because I'm sure a lot of your customers and your clients, uh, not only are bow hunters, but they mm -hmm. also like to shoot target, target competition. Yeah. And that's getting bigger every year, bigger every year for target archery, especially COVID made a, made a big move or had a lot of, or I shouldn't say force, but really spurred that interest in target archery yeah and you know that's actually Greg brought that up did you see like most of the industry did you see more interest in your bows more interest in bow hunting we did um, we with did. the pandemic and now that we're coming out of it i'm hoping that's still strong absolutely recreational hunting or rec just recreational shooting in general but hunting people want to get out of the house so hunting was great yeah, um, yeah. you know and then even on the youth side uh, a lot of schools were giving physical education credits for archery, parents would sign off. They go in their backyard and shoot shoot bows, and um, and they were getting those credits. So that's where that art. And then at that point, a lot of families, oh, my kids are shooting their bows. I'm yep. going to buy bows, and it it really grew our sport as a whole, our industry as a whole, which is great. Anytime we can, not just bow tech, anytime we can get a bow in somebody's hands, that's yeah. a win. And that's obviously important for the future of the, the industry, the future of the sport, most important. Right. You have to right. get the, the young people involved. And, and certainly you've seen a lot of growth. In yes, that. absolutely. Natural archery, excuse me, the National Archery in the Schools program continues to grow. So right. there's a lot of great and that's huge, efforts. Yeah. Yeah. And NASP, but S3DA, a lot of those organizations are, are growing tremendously. And it's great to see. It's absolutely great to see. Now, let's, let's shift gears just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Obviously, Excalibur has been around for a long time, but you actually have a special yeah. anniversary this year. Let's it talk is. a little bit about how the company got started mm -hmm. and how it's grown. Yeah, that was uh, 
1983 was the was the real inception of the company, so it's our 40th anniversary this year. Um, the company's seen a lot of lot of uh, really industry uh, industry changing technologies, where the recurve style crossbow super simplistic, um, but super durable. Um, Bill Trowbridge started this company in his pig barn. Um, <laughs> some some of our legacy uh, legacy users know know the story there, but that's you know he was. He wanted to come out with the crossbow that was just super durable, like we talked about, and that was in in his uh, in his pig barn there in, in Canada, um, and really grew the company through a lot of innovations there. Um, first uh, first uh, integrated cranking system in the in the co- in the stock, um, and the, the new crossbow we have this year really celebrates a lot of one of our new uh, one of our most popular early uh, early crossbows, um, the Wolverine. Yep, and I'm going to pull that up right here. That's one of three new models that you have. Our first crossbow is actually the the relay. Um, It was a wood stock, full piece, one piece limb all the way across. Um, The Wolverine was our first first entry into the riser style two piece limb Um, and one one of our most popular crossbows ever. So that's why we brought this crossbow back as our limited edition. It's only available this year, Um, but it's... uh, old history with new technology yeah and, and obviously yeah. it looks like it's still pretty compact and mm-hmm. how fast is this bow shoot uh, that bow's a 360 so it's much faster than those older crossbows much more narrow so at full draw it's a 20 inch axle or 20 inch tip to tip at full draw so much more compact than that original relay was in the really uh the original uh, wolverine um, yeah. some cool features on there it has the wood grip inlays and the forearm uh the forearm and the grip yeah. Um, a cool uh, gold trigger in it, so it really throws back to that original um, legacy crossbows we have. Yeah, and this um, looks like it's like a was this a mossy oak pattern? Mossy oak bottomland. My personal favorite, you know, uh, patterns that is the bottomland. It's making a big comeback. You see it across the industry. Um, and we went with the bottomland because it's another throwback to the original bottomland back in the day. Um, just a great looking color, high performance crossbow, high end accessories has uh-huh. our Overwatch scope on there, the Pro Flight arrows. So you're getting all the premium Excalibur accessories in our 40th anniversary crossbow. Again, it's a limited edition this year, so if you want one, you got to get your local dealer. They're in there to try uh, to try out. We've been shipping them as well. Um, so you got to get one. They're only this year. Once once this year is gone, they're and- gone. And it's sharp looking. And yeah, obviously, great. if you want a little bit of a nostalgia or a throwback crossbow, mm-hmm. right there it is. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm assuming like all of your different crossbows that you make in your line that has the ceasefire technology, the safety elements, Correct. And things That's like that. That's a great point. The ceasefire technology, most crossbows up until our introduction of ceasefire technology had a uh, uh, kind of an arrow hole down in there, a lever that uh, sensed the arrow, and you couldn't fire the crossbow without the arrow, which is a great safety feature on crossbows, and a lot of our previous models still have that. Ceasefire technology, well, I should back up. The, the only caveat to that is your arrow could actually slide forward a little bit and still engage that. With ceasefire technology, it works in conjunction with our rhino knock, which has a little positive detent that engages the groove in that, and it locks it in place. But also, in again, feature... Uh, uh, is the is the safety system so you can't it, you pull the arrow out it won't fire when it hits that detent it will be all the way up the string and it won't all the way up to the string and it won't move if it's if you have the knock underneath of that detent and it doesn't engage the, the the detent in the in the groove it still won't fire it has to be in that groove so it's pretty foolproof in there. 
Yeah, and it's great that we talk about that because with today's high-powered crossbows, having as many safety features as we can is right. It's absolute, absolutely on that. Um, yeah. And that, that's one thing a lot of people, new entrants in the crossbow, have a negative perception of crossbows. Oh, you know, they're they're little. You know, I'm a little bit scared of crossbows, and it's across our industry. And those safety features go a long way. Um, and once people start shooting our crossbows, they enjoy them, they have fun with them, and, and know they're a, a, a safe. A safe product, just like rifles, just like vertical bows. All those safety systems are are, are very important. Yeah. Now you obviously have a couple other we new do. models as well. We uh, do. They give a new assassin. We do new assassin, which has been one of our most popular. Uh, we talked about the first integrated crank in a crossbow, and that was the the crossbow that inter introduced that. Um, this year we have the Assassin Extreme, so a little lighter weight. Um, it has a lot of integrated features, though. Again, the integrated cranking system is still there. It has integrated stowage for the crank handle now. Um, it has a, a integrated handle on the back of the stock for holding that when you're cocking it, so it's a lot more stable when you're cocking the crossbow. And it's really an evolution of that. A little again, a little lighter weight. Um, something in a, you know, another option in the 400 feet per second. So it's, Thank you it's, for that. it's hammers. It absolutely hammers out there. So it's uh, one of the most hard hitting crossbows out there. And it's still, it's a super lightweight. And one thing I should mention too, on all of our crossbows, we have the, the high output limbs and they are one of the most durable limbs out on the market there today. They're for us, Warranties are non-existent really on that limb system out there. Now you have stuff happening in the field, drops, and we yeah. can take care of that. But that limb is so durable, and that's one thing why we're known for that in the Excalibur brand. It's just the durability and the confidence in the crossbar. Yeah, and I was going to say, very rugged, and rugged is a very positive is, thing. If, it, it if you, you need something sometimes when you're hunting that can take a beating, and I would certainly say yours, your bows stand up really, really well. Um, and so, you know, uh, I think when you talk about um, the Excalibur bows, just the way you build them. Absolutely. And not only the innovation and the technology going to, but how well they can handle wear and tear right, on the field, wear and tear on the range. We don't, we don't want to, our, uh, our customers and you know, archers, bow, uh, crossbow hunters, we don't want you to have any downtime in the field. Stuff happens. You might cut your string with a, uh, a broadhead. You might drop the crossbow, pop the string off. The great thing about these, you're not down. You can put the string, string changing harness. If you cut the string, you just have a, an extra string. You could replace that string at the bottom of your tree saying, climb down, replace that versus uh, compound uh, crossbows. You've got a trip to your dealer. Maybe some parts, some new cams that may have been bent, and that's that's where you know this is super beneficial. Our whole Excalibur brand is just the ability to extend your season, make sure you're very successful, no downtime if something does happen. And we're all hunters; things do happen. Awesome, things do happen. Now, I think you also have a new micro. We have part of the So it's uh, this. The Wolverine is uh, built on our Micro Extreme platform, so which is a new crossbow, so 360 uh, feet per second. This is a crossbow that's going to live in in the line a little bit, so a few years extension of that Micro Series crossbow. So uh, super compact, same specs as the Wolverine, that 20 inch. Uh, tip to tip, full draw, 360 feet per second. That bow comes in right at that six pound mark, bare bow. So it's light, nice and lightweight. And that's one thing I pointed out. I actually hunted in Texas with it a few weeks ago and took a really nice buck there with it. And it was just super maneuverable, super lightweight. Um, as I was sighting it in, I pointed out to the team there. I'm like, I, I can't believe how good of a job. I, I can't believe how good of a job they did, but uh, they did a phenomenal job. Yeah. Um, and, and for me personally, when I'm looking at a crossbow, mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously you want it to be 
fast and accurate, but you get to a point where, where how fast is too fast. Exactly. But, but, exactly. but to your point, you also want a bow that is lightweight, especially if you're doing right. spot and stock, you're moving around right. and compact. So a uh, mm -hmm. great all around bow. Very excited. Anything else you wanted to touch on before we wrap up? No, here today? I, I would say in your local dealer, both of these products are shipping. Uh, the crossbows are hitting the shops. We've been shipping for a few weeks. The dealer's been pre-ordering, which is great. It's been very, dealers have been very responsive on all the products. So they've been ordering to make sure that these are, are available to get in all of our customers' hands out there to try them out. And we're excited to get them in their hands. Uh, I know they'll be pleased and walk out the door with them. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much Thanks for taking for the time. Thanks for having me. Very exciting. There you have it. Check out the new Bowtech bows and the new Excalibur crossbows. Visit their websites. And we'll see you next time on the Bow Hunting Podcast. Thanks for downloading the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Pick up the latest issue of Peterson's Bow Hunting Magazine on your local newsstand or connect with us online at bowhuntingmag.com.